Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and I want to extend my sincerest apologies for my absence last week. I know I left you guys astray when you needed me most, when you guys were home for the holidays and were like dreading the family gatherings, all of those stresses that comes along with being home and being, I mean, if you do go home for the holidays, which some people do not, but some people do, and if you were in that camp, I know how stressful it can be, how much anxiety there is surrounding, you know, the dreaded either Thanksgiving dinner with the the judgmental family or just seeing the people from high school. I get it. I'm here for you. I totally understand. This past week was actually my five-year reunion, my five-year high school reunion. So you can imagine um, it's been a long time. Well, five years is not a long time. I feel like 10 years is going to be like a crazy reunion, but my five-year reunion was still something you know, for the books because it was me being in contact or like direct contact, like in the same room with a lot of people that made my high school experience a living hell. So it was very sobering, very interesting to be in a room with all those people. And when I say sobering, I mean, I was not sober because how could I be? (laughs) I mean, I wasn't like plastered, but I had to have a, you know, a few shots before that. Um, But it was very interesting seeing people from high school again that, like I said, like made my life very difficult when I was younger. And, you know, alongside that, I had to go to Thanksgiving dinner, which was fine. Like I, I love my family and whatnot, but it was interesting having to explain to them, you know, this is the first year I went back home when I don't have a traditional nine to five job. So I had to explain to people why I'm freelancing, what that even means. Some people didn't even know what the word freelancing meant. So yes, this past time being home was quite something. And you know, Christmas is going to be kind of a repeat of that because I'll just see even more people that I didn't get to see this past time. And I can't believe it's like only like a month or less than a month away now. It's like crazy. I mean, I'm doing Vlogmas, as many of you guys know, so I'm vlogging every single day this month in December. Well, five days a week, I think. I haven't quite decided, but I feel like I'm going to need some time off. Like the weekends, I'm going to need time to like, I don't know, sleep. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm doing Vlogmas. Um, So that's also something I had to explain to people. Like, yes, I am filming every single day in December. People don't get that. But yeah, and my freelance job is actually really taking off. I have two major clients now that I'm working with. So I'm actually going to do a whole video on that. Maybe a podcast episode if you guys want. Um, Just explaining what that means because it's kind of confusing to some people. But regardless, so I am uh, all as well you know, holidays, they're a tough time. So I thought that I would make this episode tonight actually all about the holidays and just how there can be so much stress during the holiday season. I actually wrote on the top of my note sheet, the pressure to be jolly. (laughs) That is the title of tonight's episode, the pressure to be jolly. And then my, um, my subhead was, what if things aren't merry and bright? (laughs) And I actually, I got a drink with my friend tonight um, who I really don't see very much because she um, works in a hospital and her hours are very just different than what my, you know, awakened asleep hours are. So I hardly see her. So it was nice seeing her tonight. Um, And I was asking her, you know, her thoughts on this because when I first asked you guys on Instagram, like, what's your biggest stress right now? Like, what's bothering you? Whatever. I was not expecting so many people to say the holiday season is stressing them out. And I mean, I have my own anxieties during the holidays, but I just always assumed that everyone else was all merry and bright and jolly during the holiday season and, you know, happy, go lucky and whatever. And it was like a beautiful time for everyone except for me. Um, 
And so I was shocked to see so many people say that that was their biggest anxiety or is their biggest anxiety is the holiday season. So yeah, so I was talking to my friend um, Bianca tonight, we were at a bar and I was like, so like, what's your opinion on the holiday season? Like, are you stressed about it? Does it, you know, kick up any dust in your life? Like, what is your thoughts or what are your thoughts on the holidays? And how does it make you feel? I was like, oh, I'm a therapist. How does it make you feel? And she was like, well, I think it's different for everyone. Her parents are actually divorced. So she was like, you know, my being in a divorced home, it's like, it's very stressful. Like, you know, who am I going to spend what day with? It's like stressful having to split time and split gifts and like things like that. She's like, that's a whole stress. Like, I feel like everyone has something that's stressful. And we actually got to the point of talking about like, what, what's the underlying thing? Like, why is everyone so anxious around the holiday season? And we kind of theorized that the reason is no other time of the year are you expected to be so on cloud nine like you know the music is just so jolly and happy everyone is celebrating every little thing is worth a celebration there's decorations everywhere i felt pressured to get a literal christmas themed doormat for my apartment because everyone else is like decking the halls in my apartment complex so there's a lot of pressure to be on this jolly level and so i feel like there's no other time of year where there is this much pressure to be in this sort of like happy-go-lucky jolly mindset and I've never really thought about it like that and I'm I'm happy I got drinks with her tonight because I wouldn't have really come to that conclusion otherwise you know I always just think like oh Christmas people are like it's you know for religious reasons it makes sense and I was you know obviously brought up in a religious home with religious mindsets and so I thought that that was always what it goes back to but I think there's also just a societal and kind of commercial pressure to be in this certain mindset all you know winter and christmas hanukkah time long and yesterday we actually had the first snowfall in new york for the season and people were just snapchatting up a storm instagram storying first snowfall like emoji heart kisses whatever and the reality of it was it hurt like the snow was in my eyes like my hair looked horrendous all day yesterday i'm like what is the freaking hype like i could sound like a total Ebenezer Scrooge character right now, which I probably do, but I feel like there is so much hype surrounding the holiday season when there's also so much hurt that surrounds the holiday season. I feel like this is the the time of year where kind of, you know, seasonal depression sinks in. People are just getting sad for no reason, and it could be also kind of, I can't think of the word, but like also has to do with how about that it also has to do with you know cuffing season I I always bring it back to the romance because like you know it's always in the back of our minds so I always think like you know the holidays it's like oh it's better spent with somebody else because all I freaking see on my Instagram feed is people like happy couples in the holiday season you know in the snow you know making snow angels I'm just kidding I don't see that but I see a lot of happy happy couples and such and I'm like oh I feel lonely and freezing so like that sucks (laughs) so there's a lot of like elements at play here and I was reading through your dms and um responses to my story because basically what happened was I asked you guys you know what do you want me to speak to tonight and a lot of people were saying you know the holidays are stressing me out etc so I made a second story saying like so many of you guys are saying that the holidays stress you out and I said tell me more and I like put a little um questions box so I'm gonna read through some of those right now Um, The first one I see is meeting with family who belittle me, not having enough money for gifts, extended family, the pressure to have an amazing and fun and spontaneous Christmas. Oh gosh, spontaneous. What does a spontaneous Christmas look like? Um, Someone said, 
I get caught up in the amazing sales and I shop for myself and I forget to shop for other people. Yes, that is a stress. Black Friday is very, very hype this year. I feel like it was like bigger than any other year. Is that just me or like am I just like on Instagram more? Like I don't know. Um, my family not approving of my life decisions. Getting the right gifts for everyone. That's very sweet. Um, yeah, everyone's saying pressure from family. All the finals requirements for the holidays. Yeah, finals was the like the bane of my existence, especially because you're putting in so much work, your blood, sweat, and tears into completing finals, and then you go home and you like do nothing for like a month. At least in Elon's when I went to college, our standards was like you like take finals, you like wanna cry and just go, you know, die in a hole or something because finals are like horrendous and then you go home and you do nothing for a month and I'm like twiddling my thumbs like going insane being at home um okay (laughs) I digress someone else said the fact that I have not met my new year's resolutions dealing with toxic family members explaining my season of life to judgmental family everyone is saying judgmental family family drama family dysfunction wow Wow. Yeah. Okay. I say this every episode, I swear, but I always think it's just so, I feel very like, I feel very lucky that I get to see into people's lives like this, where people tell me, you know, what's bothering them, what they're stressed about. Because honestly, I feel, I say this, I swear, I say this every episode, but you always think you are the only person going through whatever you're going through and you're the only person that gets anxious about your family or even if you don't think that you are you just think that okay like maybe like a few people are going through this everyone the number of dms i'm reading right now everyone's going through the same stress so maybe it's time we like open up and talk about it and talk about why this bothers us so much and like i get it believe me going home like i just said earlier like going home for the first time having to explain to my family my very traditional like italian family why i don't have a quote-unquote real job yeah that was that was an interesting one and i actually didn't even get to see my whole extended family so i'll see the rest of them at christmas and have to explain it again then to the rest of them so yeah i don't think my grandparents even know they're still in florida and they like definitely don't even like understand but like yeah it's it's definitely hard to explain to your family your choices whether it be your job choice your college choice your boyfriend choice or girlfriend choice like there's so many choices that we must make and things we have to do in terms of being selfish that people just don't understand especially in our families and I just think that's just kind of how it is especially because there you have to remember there are decades that separate us from the people that came before us from our family members a lot of times I mean unless they're like a few years older they're like our cousins or our brothers and sisters whatever but our parents and you know their brothers and sisters and their parents and their grandparents if you still have great grandparents with you they're they're all separated they they are separated from us from different generations of what is considered normal and what happened in different time periods I mean I hate to say time periods like they're like from like the renaissance or something but like that's how I kind of boil down the family issue and explaining myself to my family. I've been explaining myself and my weird choices to my family since I was 14 because once my once the news of my YouTube channel broke, my family ran with that. Like my my one of my cousins will not let me live it down. Like he always brings it up. He's like, "How's the YouTube?" Like they just they don't really understand that it, I've made it into a career and I've actually done things besides just post videos for the past 10 years like I've done other things and I am continuing to do other things and whatever I've just kind of 
established within myself that people aren't going to get me and that's fine because I get me and I could live in their world. I've seen this quote before floating around the internet, but I, if I lived in their world in the sense that I did everything they expected of me, I went to business school like my aunt and uncle, you know, wanted me to and whatever. Like if I did those things and I did the things that I feel like I needed to do to fit in in high school or just with my family and to please them, I would, I would die in that story. I would not feel like I am truly living in that story. I always break it down to stories and I always think about it like a book because I'm, I'm a well-read person. Just kidding. Well, I am, but like, I think about things like a book and I think about our lives like stories. And I, I saw this quote once and I, I, I wish I could remember the full or the actual way it says or way it reads, but, um, I'm paraphrasing. It's like, if I didn't live in my story, I would die in theirs. And it's true. I think that we kind of, we do have to be selfish and do our own thing and do what makes us happy because at the end of the day, self-worth and what you think of yourself is vital to your happiness, to your survival on this planet. If you don't feel good about yourself and if you don't feel good about the things that you do and the choices you make, it'll be hard to feel good about literally anything else that you do or any choices that you make from there any other choice truly and I think that it also kind of directs the narrative of how people view you because if you come across like you are kind of unsure even if you're doing like what people are expecting of you I'm just being super general here but like if I went back to my hometown in Maryland and told everyone I was in marketing and I live with three roommates and I work eight to six every day and go to the gym and then go to bed people will be like, okay, that's nice, and move on to the next subject of discussion. And I would just be sitting there happy that no one's judging me, but also just feeling absolutely empty and miserable. And not to say someone could not live that life and love it, but for me, that's just not right. So obviously substitute that narrative with anything that you feel is what's expected of you. I'm not trying to like say that if you work in marketing and go to the gym, like you're a bad person because you're not. But for me, I feel that I... I just am on a different path right now and that's fine and anyone can be on a different path and that's fine as well. But I feel that I would prefer sitting at the table, being in my own narrative, being in what I want to do, which yes is riskier, which yes comes with different anxieties. I feel people look at me now and they're like, oh, she's just like la-di-da doing exactly what she wants to do because she has followers, which I will say a lot of what I do now is because I grew a following and because I had success on YouTube, but I also feel like it's taking a lot of courage that I didn't even know I had to do what I'm doing and to just find the courage to even live in New York. It's like a very hard world here. So I would rather be in my position where I'm dealing with my own stresses and struggles and sit at that, sit at that table, that Thanksgiving table and that Christmas dinner table and feel like I am speaking with with the 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 confidence in myself I feel like having confidence in yourself even if it's kind of wavering confidence but confidence that you will eventually be in the the frame of mind and the the success level that you're expecting or not that you're expecting but that, that you will eventually get to so I feel that right now yes I'm a little bit unsure of my path I'm a little bit unsure which does make it difficult being home and having to explain myself feeling like I'm not even sure if I made the right choice right now but I do have this little voice or this little little like feeling deep inside of me that like Katie you're doing a good job like keep going you're doing great you're doing great sweetie and so that little voice and that little ounce of courage that I have keeps me going and keeps me confident at these sort of situations or 
during the holiday season where I feel like there's a lot of things that are happening right now that I really have zero control over. And that's something I've learned that you have very, you have control over certain things and you can control a lot more than you think you can. I think a lot of us are unhappy in certain situations and we have the full power to change that, but we just don't have the courage to change it. And that's something, that's a whole nother thing. But there's also a lot of things in this life that we can't control. Like I, (laughs) you're going to be like, Katie, stop talking about this. But I always feel like I've been very in control of a lot of elements of my life except for my love life because I always feel like I need to be in control of my love life, which is probably not the right way to look at it. A lot of you guys are probably cringing, being like, Katie, like, chill out. It's not a big deal. You're 24. But of course, this is something that's an anxiety of mine. So I'm going to talk about it, even if people are rolling their eyes at me back in their heads. But like, of course, that's something I feel anxiety about. And it's something that I sincerely cannot control because the more I try to control it, the worse it goes. I swear to God, the number of disastrous hinge dates I've gone on recently, just like in a panic of being single during the holidays. I'm like, I refuse to go home and tell my parents I am talking to no one right now. So of course, went on a flurry, I almost said fury, kind of felt like that a flurry of hinge dates that went south and I was talking to my friend Bianca about that tonight actually as well because when we decided on this one place we went um uptown because we went to Rolf's if you guys have ever been to the city it's like they have this it's a German bar like a pub situation but during the holiday season they actually deck it out in these colorful bulbs they kind of decorate it almost like the inside of like a Christmas tree in there and I, I actually asked the bartender Uh, how long it takes them to set it up it's actually it's so immaculate like every surface is covered with some sort of shiny colorful bulb and so I asked the guy like you know how long does it take you guys to put this up and he's like two months and I'm like that's a little bit of an I don't know if I believe that but I I kind of do but I'm like two months is longer than any commitment I've had recently so I mean (laughs) I digress anyway yes so that's a thing Um, but I did want to actually do a little bit more research into seasonal depression and the winter blues so I actually I've done a little bit of googling so not like full-on research but I've just like googled so like I'm you can just call me WebMD because I always think something's wrong with me but I actually googled it so seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder subset in which people who have normal mental health throughout most of the year exhibit depressive symptoms at the same time each year most commonly in winter common symptoms include sleeping too much me always I'm just kidding. I feel like I should sleep more, but I always get, I feel really guilty sometimes for sleeping too much, especially now that I make my own hours. I get like guilty feelings if I don't, you know, wake up at 8 a.m. or 7.30 like I used to, even though I'm now staying up till like two o'clock because I'm editing my Vlogmas episodes each night, but whatever. So it says also having little to no energy and overeating. The condition in the summer can include heightened anxiety. So they actually call it SAD, Seasonal Affective disorder sad wow whoever came up with that was probably like this is perfect because you feel kind of sad and I (laughs) feel like there's gonna be people that are like this is just bs but I genuinely do feel a weird heightened sense of just anxiousness and just I kind of have almost like the equivalent of Sunday scaries but like every day Also, it's just freezing and you just want to get in bed and go under the covers and not work on anything or be productive. I was thinking about that today, actually. I was coming back from a meeting and I was like, 
you know, I like what I'm doing now. I'm doing what I want to be doing for the first time in a very long time. I'm doing work that makes me happy, but I'm also like, this is just a lot of work. <laughs> it's like work is work. That's why it's called work. How many times can I say work in one sentence? But I always get to thinking, what's the point of this? What is the point of me being here? What is the point of me getting my bones up every day and getting out the door and doing things and dragging myself home and going to bed and doing it all over again for however many years I live on this planet. What is the point? And I thought about it. I think that the the truly blissful and amazing moments that we experience, whether they be many or few, I think that we do what we do. We We carry on through moments and times where we feel very just sad and anxious and depressed and any number of those things especially during the holidays where we just feel like we are not measuring up to our family's wants and needs we are overeating we're gaining weight we're just unloved we don't have a boyfriend any number of these things we go through these things we learn through these situations and experiences so we can get to the sweet stuff and it makes those sweet moments and those amazing moments that much sweeter and I always think that while I'm struggling, while I'm going on bad date after bad date, while I'm dragging myself home after a really long day of doing things during the day, I always think that I am putting in all this work, I'm putting in all of this just, I'm, I'm doing all these things so that it's making for a better life for, for me later, for the future, Katie. And I will someday look back and be like, I'm glad that I put in all of that work and put in all of that just I mean work honestly that's all I can maybe maybe going on dates isn't like work I guess it kind of is but it's like it's just putting yourself out there at the end of the day and just putting in some sort of energy towards something that you might not want to do like do I want to go on a random hinge date no I would rather just be settled with someone that I really trust and love but like how do you find those people if you don't stumble across a few people that aren't right for you first I think that's kind of just what what you you know the, the dues you pay to finally figure out who's right for you and the same goes for your job and I feel like sometimes you have to kind of strike out a few times with what you're doing to figure out what you truly actually love to do and that happened with me having a pretty shitty internship and then working a nine-to-five that was nice and great but wasn't great for me and figuring out that third time's a charm with what I'm doing now so yeah you have to strike out a few times but I think it's all about just figuring out who you are and what you care about And it sounds cliche, it sounds pretty simple, but it's one of those things where you think it's simple until you like sit down and do it. Like I always thought like painting was simple and I'm an artistic person, so I always thought painting would be great and whatever. And I remember the last time I tried to like paint something, I like, you know, went to Blick and got a canvas and like, you know, got some acrylic paint and stuff. You realize, okay, you realize it's not as easy as Bob Ross makes it seem in his videos it's it's tough to paint it's tough to do a lot of things it's like you always think it's going to be simple until you sit down and do it and so the same goes for figuring out what your deal is and I say this I feel like every episode I feel like I'm a broken record at this point but if you are not I mean repeat after me honestly (laughs) if you are not secure with yourself if you are not if you don't believe in yourself like yes I'm not fully secure every day I feel like there's days where I am like I'm a mess 
I don't know if I made the right choice with anything I've decided. Like, coming to New York, was this even right for me? Would I be happier in another place? Like, would I be happier doing something else? Would I be happier if I did a number of things that I didn't do? If I had gone, you know, there's a fork in the road with certain choices you make. What if I'd gone the other way? What if I'd turned left instead of right? Like, what if, what if? You know, it doesn't matter because you're here now. So you might as well sit with yourself and figure out what's next. There's so much pressure to be an expert and be perfect. And that's something that's not going to go away. It's going to be something that we always think we need to be because people have a really great way of showing and just kind of, it's it's a, an act that people put on where they almost, they fool you for a second because you think that they have it all together when truly, I've said it a million times, no one actually knows truly what they're doing and the the rug can be pulled out from under anyone any given moment so never think that anyone is truly secure no one is safe (laughs) the world strikes in the craziest most cruel of ways and it's all about just doing what you're doing right now and doing it as well as you possibly can I have this quote actually on my whiteboard, which I'm sitting obviously right in front of at my desk, and it says, and they keep asking me where happiness can be found, but I'm no longer trying to find happiness. I just appreciate where I am and then happiness finds me. And I have a little bit of an issue with that quote. I think it's like cute and whatnot, and I do agree you kind of have to be where you are and just do what you're doing and focus on what makes you happy, and then eventually things will find you and you will be surprised. But I also do feel like you need to kind of put in the work to find what makes you happy. Not so much like a relationship, maybe like that's not the right way to put in happiness here, but you you have to do what's right for you you have to make those risky choices but I think that once you do those things and you kind of settle and you're doing you're doing you for a little bit then eventually other little elements of happiness will find you I do agree with that so but yes I, I always think back to of course all I've ever really been able to base my life on was my childhood because I'm only 24 I have a lot of years to live still haven't had a, a child or a husband yet to you know further teach me things so I always go back to my childhood and how I was when I was a kid and I actually I I stumbled across this quote today and so many of you guys I posted on my story and it got a lot of buzz some quotes I post people are like okay that's cute but then some people will actually dm me and be like this actually changed me or this was really something I'm taking to heart and I I know kind of by the the number of shares on my story how people are reacting to something and I I shared this one quote so I'm gonna read it remember when you were a kid and you effortlessly made art and built things and decorated your room without ever thinking that a professional could do it better that you ought to leave it to someone more competent so you'd better just not get started and not try I think I'm slowly but surely reawakening that kid in me and I don't know who said this I found it just randomly like searching online for I don't I didn't search but it just like you know how some quotes just like hit you like a ton of bricks and you're like I don't even know what in the universe provoked this to like come across in my day-to-day searching but like it happened so of course I had to share it and I do agree with this like I remember there was a time in my life when I was a child and I would rearrange my room like every few months I was like I'm gonna put my bed there even though it did not make sense at all in terms of like feng shui and like what works I'm like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna hang all of my picture frames I hung I made this gallery wall in my old bedroom at my old house before we moved I hung all of my pictures by myself and I I royally fucked it up like they were just not straight my mom thank god did not have the heart to tell me that they were just all a total mess like I I did that thing where I like I didn't even use a level or anything I just 
you know, went ham with the nail and hammer and just put them all in. And I would even like mess up and just put the a bigger picture on top so like you couldn't tell where the, the hole had been in the wall. And so I, I quite literally thought, not, I didn't think that I was an expert by any means, but I thought that I was good enough. I thought that everything that I was doing or a lot of things, that's also kind of childhood confidence of just not failing quite yet not having a lot to not a lot riding on your success but I I didn't think I was an expert but I thought that I had it in me to try these things I had it in me to be an interior decorator and I had it in me to be a youtuber which at the time wasn't a a real career I mean it was but like it wasn't recognized as being a real career back in 2009 when I started and I always I'm always like when I was a when I was a girl back in 2009 but truly I feel like when you are a kid when you're young and they you haven't had a full taste of the world yet there's so much that you feel you can do and and we we lose that as we grow up and as we fail I feel I used to have so much confidence in just walking into a restaurant or walking in places you know knowing that I thinking people thought a certain way of me and now I feel a little bit of anxiety surrounding a lot of things I do I even told my friend Bianca today I'm like I think I'm kind of developing social anxiety I never used to be like that I used to be granted in high school I was kind of an outcast but once I went to college I had this newfound confidence and ever since I've graduated and gotten to New York I just feel like I'm always the stupidest person here I feel like I I get lost I take the wrong subway I end up in Brooklyn like I I'm slowly learning and I'm finding it hard not being an expert at things and I'm finding it hard having to ask for help I've always had a problem with that but especially being in New York and being a woman living alone and getting lost all the time and having to call my friends and being like what do I do when I this happens there's so much newness happening I don't even know like very simple terms like I'm learning things and I'm like wait I probably should know this but I don't so at the end of the day like I'm not an expert I'm sorry if I've ever shown on my Instagram or YouTube and shown things to make you think that I am more of an expert than I am at things or that not an expert but kind of have it together more than I do because I promise you I don't and that that kind of goes for everyone you see everyone of course this is like a a very old old narrative but people obviously always want to come across like they know more than they do and so when we sit down at that Thanksgiving dinner table and Christmas dinner table and we see our relatives we see high school people or see honestly anyone that has any leverage to judge us you have to remember that these people as much as they judge you like what ground do they have to stand on because they are probably just as unsure or they're old (laughs) and they don't have as much choice and as much time and they have more wrinkles than you so we always just have to know that it will get better of course but also I think it just as long as you believe in you and as much as I get lost in New York and feel like I'm an idiot I do believe that I'm meant to be here I believe that I believe that I will I will learn every time that I get confused and I get lost and I feel like I am just a failure at life. I am learning one more way not to succeed. (laughs) So in doing that, I feel like I, I am kind of inching my way towards success, whatever that means. I don't really know what that means right now for me. But I just want to kind of reassure you guys that I feel like I need to say this every episode that that no one really knows what they're doing. And you can hear that a million times and of course you're still going to think, but no, uncle so-and-so or like that girl from high school or like so-and-so is going to judge me for gaining weight. Everyone's going through their own shit and you just got to know people love to, people love even if they don't know that they do. 
They love taking down other people because it makes them feel better, even if they're people that love you. I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to like burst that bubble, but people who love you still have misgivings about themselves. They still have regrets. They still have ways that they feel like they have not succeeded. And so they hit you where you're vulnerable. They poke at that delicate underbelly of what is bothering you. And that is the ground that they stand on. And so I just say, don't let them stand on it. Make it quicksand. Show them that you are, even if you're not fully secure, show them that you are working towards that security and you are confident at least in one or two choices you've made, even if you're not fully confident in everything that you're doing. That's that's what you have to do in those instances because people can smell can people could smell fear and i'm not saying you should mask all fear and come across like this big bad person that you know you want to be whatever yes you kind of have to fake it till you make it but i feel like you also honesty is terrifying to some people i feel at at my dinner table it's always i'm just going back to the dinner table we not much of the conversation happened at the dinner table it was like honestly around the cheese board if i'm being honest with you but a lot of that is people kind of masking their true situations and just coming across a lot more confident and a lot more just successful than they are and whatever. And even at my high school reunion, it was the same way. It was people trying to just one-up each other with what they're doing now and what their amazing job on Wall Street is or whatever. I'm like, (laughs) okay, like you can tell me a lot about your amazing Wall Street job, but until you have passion and excitement in your eyes when you're talking about what you do, I don't believe you for five seconds that you are truly happy. Like, whatever. You can say all these things. It's not going to make me love you or idolize you. There's just a lot of other things involved in that. So I think honesty is important, but it's also finding the things that you are proud of within yourself and letting those things shine. I'm actually reading through more of the responses I got. I got so many responses to my question about holiday anxiety. So I'm actually, I'm really happy that I chose this subject tonight um, to speak to So I've also gotten a lot of people saying New Year's Eve is really stressing them out. New Year's Eve stresses me out every single year. And I feel like there is so much, please like let me know if you agree with this. I think you, I think most people do. There is so much hype for one night that really does not, yes, it's it's exciting. It's important. There's excitement involved in a new year, especially with 2020 being like, people are putting a lot of weight on 2020. I feel like it's just another year, but whatever. It's it's a night to, you could have a real great time New Year's Eve and people will sure as hell make it look like they're having the best time of their lives on New Year's Eve. If you stay in for whatever reason and look on Instagram, you will feel the most FOMO or none at all if you're kind of like fine with being cozy and in your bed and whatever. But like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of hype around having the most amazing New Year's Eve, getting that New Year's Eve kiss. I think I actually talked about this in an episode last year, but there's so much hype surrounding New Year's Eve. I don't even know what I'm doing for New Year's Eve and I'm honestly happy about that because I kind of hope like we end up just doing a wine night or something at one of our apartments and just be super casual or go to a very casual bar because especially in New York if you come here or from here you would know there's like you can get into a place or go to a place for like $250 just for a night like open bar but like tiny glasses of champagne and such and have like the most 
ridiculous like lukewarm time and you've gone through so much effort people get spray tans people dress like in the most amazing outfits I've had a few friends from uh not from here not from New York but friends from home in Maryland and just people that are going out of town ask me to borrow clothes because I have a lot of sparkly things as you might know I'm a big sparkly dress sparkly just anything sparkly fanatic which I do love and so I do love getting dressed up for New Year's Eve but I've had a lot of friends come and be like can you can I can you lend me this can I borrow this outfit for New Year's Eve and there's just so much hype and especially in my friend group it's like people wanting to go where their significant others are so they can get that legendary New Year's kiss which I feel like hasn't been magical for me yet not to say this year might not be the year but I feel like people always have that mentality that like oh this might be the year that's magical finally for New Year's Eve. I am elbowed in the face once uh, the clock strikes midnight, but it's fine because Instagram, my Instagram's beautiful and my story looks great and whatever. So people, honestly speaking, I had the best New Year's Eve when I went to the mountains. I escaped it altogether. I highly recommend it if you have a very solid friend group, which I do, but I feel like a lot of us do like going out in New York, which is fine. So like we're, we're still figuring out our plans to be honest, which is like pretty late in the game for us. Like I can't believe it's like four weeks away and we have no plan, but Honestly, we'll probably get it together within the week, which is scary because I'm like, oh, I can't repeat last year. It was fine, but it was just like it was one of those things kind of like I've just described where it was a lot of hype for a very magical place. It was very expensive and we wore expensive outfits for kind of like a lukewarm situation. I didn't get a New Year's kiss last year. I'm honestly happy about it because no one in that bar I would want to lock eyes with. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm being super dramatic. I just didn't, whatever. It just didn't happen. Whatever. I'm honestly happy about it. But yeah, so we're going to figure it out. But I think the best best New Year's Eve I've had was a few years ago my friends from home a few of my friends from home I don't have a ton of friends from home I actually have a lot more friends in the lower grades um at home which isn't surprising because my own grade like made me want to like hate myself but we went to West Virginia and we rented a house and that was so much fun we were like off the grid our phones barely even worked so I don't even think I posted very much when I was there and it was just the most cozy close-knit time and if I had I mean I I always said actually tonight I said it to my friend that we got drinks um I was like you know the day that we all have like a very significant like friend group with people in relationships or just people that we could like just go to the mountains with like I would do it in a heartbeat because honestly I would do it with just my girlfriends but it just never happens because people always want that ritzy glamorous time and like a rooftop or whatever in the city or in various places and I just I feel like there is so much stress and hype surrounding New Year's Eve can we just all make a pact to shatter that and just be fine with ourselves like I just I feel like we could all honestly if you guys all come to New York we can come to my apartment we can just hang out here drink wine watch the ball drop and we don't even need to watch it we can just listen to records and hang out like can we all just decide to ditch our plans and do that because I'm here for it like I am fully here for it I (laughs) sit in my pajamas and be just as happy because Not that I'm not in control of my choices and what I do, but of course, I want to be with my friends. I want to have a nice time. So until we decide that we're over it and we're too old to celebrate New Year's Eve in a ritzy rooftop with champagne and sparkly gowns, which guys, it sounds glamorous and amazing. And believe me, I've made it look like that. And it kind of has been to a certain extent, but I always feel like I go home and I'm like, that was it. Like, it's the new year. I don't feel any different. I don't feel like this is, like, a huge 
momentous time in my life. I just feel like it's just another day. It's another night in New York, which is, I like nights in New York, but it just doesn't feel, do you know where I'm going here? Do you guys agree? I, I The one downside of being a solo podcaster is I never have someone to be like, mm-hmm, I totally agree with you, girl. Like, yes. So I always just say things and I hope you guys are like, yeah, that's great. Because otherwise, I mean, there's probably things I say and you guys are like, Katie, absolutely not but no one calls me out for them so (laughs) please do um not that it's really going to change my opinion but still so anyway yes new year's eve is also another anxiety some other funny things people said people were like um instagram captions someone said that which i agree instagram captions stress me out especially the ones for the photos that you know are going to get a lot of likes not that likes even matter anymore but like hear me out the thanksgiving post with your family or just like the thanksgiving like there's certain days of the year where your instagrams just get good likes because it's the holidays people are like supportive of you especially when you post if you've noticed if you post a selfie people are like so there for that they're like i'm gonna support this girl for putting herself out there enough to post a solo shot or a selfie this is coming from the girl that posts like only solo shots but i've spoken with my friends who have like i don't want to say normal because that's like a really horrific way to describe it but like normal Instagram presences where like that's like it posting a selfie is a real act of courage so yes but you know what I'm saying it's like having captions for those photos is just it's another stress contributor you know (laughs) so yes I'm here for you guys in your times of stress and I wanted to make this episode about holiday and just seasonal stress because it's a real thing no matter what you just you know say to describe it I, I feel like seasonal depression that people are it's something that people could say is real or fake or whatever but nonetheless we all feel a certain level of stress during the holiday season it is something that happens to all of us and so if you are dragging yourself through your day-to-day feeling very unsure about yourself feeling very unsure how you're going to explain yourself to your friends and your family and just any number of things just know that I'm here for you and so many other people are feeling the exact same way so you are not alone in what you feel and things will get better. A bad day does not mean a bad life. I love saying that. I think it's so true. And, you know, autumn and winter, that's when things around you are dying. The trees are dying. Everything is is dead, but there's still beauty to it. I was walking through the snow last night, and although the snow does drive me a little bit nuts because it just, it makes, it hurts my face, like I said. It is beautiful, and it's beautiful seeing it in the headlights and just seeing it in the park and just seeing the, the beautiful things of winter time it makes up for all of the destruction that winter causes it does make up for it and I I promise you things will get better and you will get over this slump or hump whatever you want to call it of just the seasons being harsh on you I promise we'll make it through and it'll be great and so just try to keep your head up and try to do what makes you happy even if it's a small little baby thing, get yourself a matcha latte or whatever makes you happy. Just do those little things. And I promise you, we will make it through together. Okay. That is it for tonight's episode of Thick and Thin. Thank you guys for listening. I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. I promise I won't take a random hiatus again. I literally forgot my microphone at home and it was just like the biggest kind of a sign that I should just like take a break, I think, but whatever. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.